parties are not what you think they are. Welcome to the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Witcher, and I'm going to share some insights of some of the conversations that I've been having with teachers as I've been traveling across the country this summer, delivering professional development to both general education and special education teachers. Now, there's a lot of commonalities that happen in these conversations, no matter what state you're in, no matter what grade you teach, there's just some things that happen in education. Now, in special education, I teach that there's a big difference between laws, policies, and habits. In one of the sessions that I'm running with teachers, uh, we're going through different scenarios. What's a law? What's a policy? What's a habit? And then we have some really interesting conversations about what some of the routines or habits are for different schools, school districts, teachers, just things that happen behind the scenes. So if you're a teacher, you might already know about this, but if you're a parent, you may have no idea that this kind of happens almost everywhere. So this IEP party that I'm referring to came from a conversation that I was having with a teacher who said, First of all, I wish that there was somebody who could come teach general education teachers how to read IEPs. And I was like, I do that. So if you're listening to this conversation, you're like, yes, there needs to be somebody who teaches general education teachers what they need to know about IEPs so they can implement them. I got you. You just need to send me an email or send me a DM. There'll be a link wherever you're watching this or listening to this so you can reach out if you need a professional development session for teachers in your school to understand IEPs and how to implement them across all different classrooms and what do specifically general education teachers, what do they need to know to implement them? Let's talk, all right, so just reach out. So let's get back to this IEP party. So when I was talking to this teacher, she said, yeah, we used to have these things called like IEP parties and that's where we'd all get together in one room, meaning all the teachers, and we would exchange IEPs. So the special education teacher would bring so many IEPs, you know, and they would just kind of pass them out. And a lot of times when IEPs get passed out to the teachers, then the general education teachers or other special education teachers or therapists, they're signing a piece of paper, almost like an attendance sheet that says, yes, I got Johnny's IEP. Now it doesn't say they read it. It doesn't say that they know how to implement it. It says they got it. So it's kind of like we checked the box that we have distributed IEPs. And this teacher referred to this as an IEP party. So I was actually just having this conversation with a group of master IEP coaches, in case you guys don't know, I'm the founder of the Master IEP Coach Mentorship, and that's open to parents, teachers, admins, and therapists. It's the only training program that welcomes everybody on the IEP team to learn at the same time. So as I'm describing IEP parties and I'm helping master IEP coaches understand what they are and how they can make sure that the students that they're working with don't mm, kind of get left out because there was an IEP party, but nobody really read the IEP. One of the teachers spoke up and she said, oh yeah, we have those at our district. In fact, they have IEP parties where they will leave stacks of IEPs in one room and I'm sure there's staff there. So I'm not talking about confidentiality. Okay. That's not the issue, but they would have a big basket of candy bars, full-size candy bars, come down and get your IEPs and get your candy bar. What? No, that is not proper implementation of an IEP. And what are the chances that a teacher who just went and collected 
all of her IEPs, a general education teacher, nonetheless, is going to read through those and then go back and ask all the questions of, of what does this look like in my classroom? IEP distribution is just that, like they're just like sending them out. They're not actually making sure that the team knows what that means. So let me give you a couple of strategies because we can't stop IEP parties, right? They're going to happen but you need to be aware that they are happening and it's not right. We need to do better. So a couple of things. One is I want every teacher to understand what they are accountable for in the IEP, which means that you have to communicate, no matter what your role is on the IEP team, you have to communicate with every member on the IEP team and see, do they know what they're accountable for? So parents, a lot of times it's going to be a good idea for you to talk to the special education teacher or your child's case manager and say, okay, who's doing what? But then it's okay to follow up with that teacher. So let's just say your child is supposed to have preferential seating. Now, first of all, we need to make sure that that's clarified at a much different level of what preferential seating means for your child. But, okay, so who's accountable for this? Well, the teachers will make sure when your child goes into the room. So if your child is in inclusion, art, music, PE, science, social studies, math, whatever that is, we need to make sure that the teacher knows that they're accountable for, for providing that preferential seating. And, and here's it. So not only accountability, but the next step is Clarification, clarifying what does that mean? Because what that means for one child is much different than what it's gonna mean for another child. So number one, let's make sure that we know who is accountable for what in the IEP. Number two, let's clarify what the what looks like. How does this actually look in a classroom? And then I want to make sure that every teacher is able to be compliant in providing those things, which means that if the teacher needs training, if the teacher needs support, if there's so many minutes on the IEP from all the students on a teacher's caseload, and that could be special education or general education, can they actually physically deliver those minutes? So a lot of times teachers feel like, I don't think that I can do all of this. Well, let me mathematically actually figure out, can you do this? Now, mathematically, if we can make it work out, then let's figure out a system so a teacher doesn't have burnout. But if we can't mathematically make this work, then we need to figure out how to deliver things differently. Doesn't mean less, doesn't mean we're gonna take anything away. It means that sometimes we have to do things different. But the bottom line is, you need to know that IEP parties are not okay if there is not follow through. And that follow through isn't going to happen without you, without you making sure accountability of who's doing what, clarification of what that what is, and making sure that compliance is possible for the staff member who is accountable for that. Because sometimes, I'll just let you know, sometimes it's true that a teacher can't be compliant because they don't have the right training, they don't have the right tools, and they don't have enough time. Those three things have to be available the time, the training, and the tools. We'll do another episode on the time, the training, and the tools that teachers need to be compliant. In the meantime, let's make sure that the child's IEP, whether it's your child's or your students, is not getting just an IEP party 
and sent out around the school, but there's actually conversations happening around what happens next. Remember, anytime you leave a review or you share this or you leave a comment, it helps more parents and teachers get the information that they need to build better IEPs that work in the real world. I hope to talk to you guys soon.